On today's Locked On Guardians, we have some top three for manager of the year, for rookie of the year. We're going to get into some of the releases, some players who declined options, and some teams who let players go. Of note, on today's Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Guardians. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeff Ellis. Uh, before this podcast, oh, and for four, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever you get podcasts. Before this podcast, um, I was places, I did things, I wrote about stuff. I was on John Stash Hour's uh, national radio show on draft night. Uh, that was maybe one of the cooler things. Uh, I probably did drive time in your area as long as you didn't live in Cleveland because... You know, that was the one market I didn't seem to hit because Cleveland was good when I covered the draft for Scott in 24-7. That's it for me. Just trying to shake up what I say every day. Justin? Yeah, I've been a couple places. I've been here and there. I've written words at places. I've hosted other podcasts, but uh, currently the managing editor at Guardians Baseball Insider, which you might previously know as Indians Baseball Insider, which you might previously know as Indians Prospect Insider. Uh, freelance for the <laughs> News Herald and the Morning Journal up here in the greater Cleveland area, which I'll have some pieces coming out coming up soon, actually, surprisingly. And while I was there, I also wrote it way too many Cleveland baseball blogs. They're all good, though. Not my stuff, yeah. but they're good. They're good. They had me for some reason. I don't want to step on your feet as someone complained about that on YouTube. That the, one of our, our only issue is that we, uh, we interrupt each other. So uh, I'll, I'll try to watch that. Uh, it's only been a month, people, but I appreciate everyone who's watching. I do want to give a shout out to Random AHL357, who gave us a very, very kind review on the iTunes. I mean, he went in depth and it is one of the kindest ones up there. And a thank you to Sizemore24, who keeps making his pop to the top again. But hey, it means we always have a five star review at the top. So thank you, Sizemore24, for always making us look good. Um, and I want to thank everyone who is subscribing, who is on the, uh, the YouTube side of things. We are at 843 right now. So we are, you know, 150, basically, I know it's 157. I can do math away, but so that's so close. So if you've not subscribed, please consider subscribing, helping us out. Getting to a thousand is huge for a show like ours. Uh, that being said, manager of the year, uh, Right now, I, listen, I didn't look to see who it is, but I assume it's service in Baltimore and uh, or no service is Seattle, Baltimore's manager who I'm blanking on. And then right. Terry Francona. Right. Those are the three. I didn't even bother to look it up. But and I know there's going to be someone like, oh, lazy. I'm like, no, those are the three because those are the three teams that popped this year. So, of course, it's going to be those three managers. I don't think Terry's going to win because they like to kind of reward new names. Um, but I have a hard time getting too up about this award. Your thoughts, takes, feelings, um, comebacks to my general malaise. I was trying hard not to interrupt you. It's Brandon Hyde from Baltimore. Um, didn't Scott Service win it last year from Seattle? I, I didn't make the playoffs last year, but they obviously came within like a whisker. Didn't he win it last year, Scott Service? 
I, I, you know, I couldn't tell you who's ever won a Mantra of the was Year it? award once. I have no clue. Right, I just, it's it one of those awards. It's right up there with like the, you know, the Preparation oh, H done. Relief Award. I, you know, I don't even know. Is that still a thing? No, it, there was the Roll Age Relief one. I'm just making things uh, up. I'm just being snide. I, uh, I you know, I <laughs> Mantra of the Year. It's just, it's. It is, hey, your team we didn't think was going to be good, and it's because we weren't paying enough attention. Because, again, I'll, I'm going to pat myself on the back, really throw my arm out doing it, because I said this is a team that's going to be a 500 team. Just look at the circumstances. And I got shouted down about that. But, like, yeah, and they were even better than that, because a lot of young players performed better than we could hope for. One of them we'll talk about in a second. We call that foreshadowing. But... uh you know, Tito did a great job. I think his best stuff I've said before is what we can't, uh, what we can't codify, what we can't put there. It's, I think it's managing personalities. Is he perfect at it? No, we have seen a few players, unfortunately slip away, uh, who could have helped this team who for some reason just did not seem to mesh, but I think he's probably the best manager of baseball at it. Uh, you know, no one's perfect. No one bats a thousand at anything in life and whether or not he wins, uh, you know, he's, here next year he's a very good manager and yeah i, I don't think he wins I, i'm just gonna i think it probably goes to hide just because you know baltimore was many people thought going to contend for the worst record in baseball and this often goes to the biggest surprise not necessarily and i did a great job but you know it's, it's biggest surprise manager is what it should be called <laughs> this is the hardest award award to I don't know, just like to really know what's happening. Like, it's like saying who's the best hitting coach in baseball. I don't know whoever has the best hitters to work with. Probably. Um, you're right. I, I don't think Terry Frank, by the way, Kevin cash won it last year. Kevin cash won it in 2020. He won it in 2021. Um, I think I'll be Brandon Hyde too. I mean, the Mariners did make the playoffs the first time in 20 years, where they were also good last year. They're also expected to be good. You're right. It's it's never the quote unquote manager of the year. It's the team that it's the surprise team of the year is the, is really yeah. the award. It's whoever had the whoever had the most surprising year. And it was Baltimore, so it'll probably go to uh, Brandon Hyde, which I think is silly. I think if your team doesn't make the playoffs, you should not be in the running. I don't know if if your managering is took your team to like 40 wins and everyone else is managing. I mean, it's possible to guess this, but it's like, you know, their managing was worth 20 wins, but their team made the right. playoff and his managing is worth four. It's, it, it's why I have a hard time caring about the award. Cause it is, if all things are even uh, in terms of like surprise, Terry wins. Cause he's a name, which is part of me hates because I'm a Cleveland sports fan and we always lose awards because of that. Like, right. Like that's why MVPs don't come from here unless they're uh, specifically on the baseball side of things. Like it always went to the Yankee, the Red Sox move on. Can I'll you know, just leave it there. I'm going to be nice. It's a family friendly podcast, but uh, you know, it's it. I, there's part of me that just hates where okay, So he's the name. So they get it because I feel like we always <laughs> end up being, and maybe it's just the fact that now, Hey, it's on our side, but I don't know. It's also why I just I look at this award and go, eh. Like it doesn't. It let me know in the comments. Do any of you care about manager of the year? Is there anyone who is going to be like mad about this award? I, I want to hear from the person who cares about manager of the year because I just I have a hard time getting. It, you know, it's cool if he wins, but like if he doesn't win, I'm literally going to forget. Like in a year, I won't remember if he won this award or not. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> 
shooting down the awards here in Cleveland. Do you have yeah. any final thoughts before we go to the first break here <laughs> and then come back to talk about some of those exciting young players? Um, I did. I do think you're right. I think if, if Terry wins, it's because he's a name. I could see, I could see them voting for him thinking that, well, he's coming back next year, I think, but nobody knew for sure he was coming back. I could see the writers voting for him saying if he goes out, you know, he should go out with the award because it's, you know, Frank Cohen or whatever. There are two guys will be back. So I could see that him getting the vote that way. But no, you're right. I mean, a lot of his value is what we don't know behind closed doors. And honestly, that's most managers. Most managers have a chance to impact the game like with two or three decisions at most. Even the lineup is not, you know, that big of a deal. It's it's who's available, who's healthy, who's good. And it's like a it's like a pitching change or a, a pinch hitting or not pinch hitting. So yeah, yeah, we only see the small bits. It's weird. Baseball is the one that's honestly maybe the hardest to judge a manager, mm-hmm. I think, of any of them. Uh I was just kind of curious. As we are having this break here uh, to talk about one of the fantastic sponsors that keep my our lights on. Lights on. Uh, you, you know, just just should I? I'll do the whole thing in the dark. We're going to do this one after dark, I guess. Uh, it is our good friends over at Bet Online uh, who help keep those lights on. And I went to look to see if they had any of these awards for futures. They do not. Uh, it's it's just their World Series odds right now. But I would be curious to see, because as we know, you know, places like Bet Online and Bet Online are our favorite uh, gambling related site. They have the inside knowledge and know-how. So if they had odds on manager of the year, I would go there right now and consider whoever they had won a very good favorite to win. They're your number one sports for betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on Bet Online as well. I'll also tell you, you can find uh, radio broadcast of games if you're going there and checking out. So head to Bet Online for all sorts of different things. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. And here we go. Thank you, Bet Online. You are turning the lights back on. Uh, let's uh, let's talk Rookie of the Year. Unpopular opinion inbound. Three, two, one. Uh, Stephen Kwan had a great year. He is not Rookie of the Year. Just gonna I'll just go gonna even. do that from the. I know I had a few people throughout the year who got mad at me for this take, but it's it's not even close. Like I, in a normal year, he is, but. He did not face normal competition this year. And it's it's the winner of the rookie of the year should get every first place vote, in my opinion. I think it's it's not even up for debate. Yeah. And uh if you're going from the the top rope, I'm going from the turnbuckle, and I'll say it should be he should finish in third place. And that's again, you're right. That's not a slight to to him by any means. It's not a slight to Stephen Kwan. He should finish in third. Um it's an he, unusual class. Like, yes, let's just it's... put that on front street. Like, any typical year, R- Rushman or Quan would win. But mm-hmm. this is not it. And it's it's like even, uh, hey, I interrupted you. So to that guy, there we go. But like. That's a star off your rating. There we go. Uh, <laughs> you know, Kirby in Seattle was excellent. Uh, Jeremy Pena just won the MB- World Series MVP. He was the front runner for about a month before he fell off. Bobby Witt was one of the biggest names in baseball before the year began. He wasn't even the top shortstop rookie. Uh, we were talking about, uh, is it Braden Burke, the left-handed pitcher in Texas? It's like people don't even know about him, and he put up one of the best relievers, relief seasons. I, this is one of those years, one through 10, where it might be the best American League Rookie of the Year race we've seen for 10 candidates. Like, just the depth and the greatness at the top. And that's with, like, 
you know, quote unquote, maybe the biggest favorite Spencer Torkelson laying the mother of all eggs this year. Like it was, yeah. it was an ugly year for him. So it's, it's kind of fascinating to see, like I said, this, this was an amazing, amazing year. And it is no knock to say he shouldn't win because Julio Rodriguez probably had a top 10 rookie season in the last, you know, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, Rodriguez and Rutschman both finished in the top 30 of combined. If you go by fan graphs war, they both finished in the top 30 of combined war, which is, you know, pitcher and hitter war. So obviously Aaron judge was number one and Otani was number two. Um, but that's a great list. Um, you know, you're, that's the top 30 between hitters and pitchers. So um, that's really tough to do. It, you don't see a lot of rookies unless they're, you know, Mike Trouts and stuff like that, or Bryce Harper's finishing the top 30 uh, of uh, war. Uh, by the way, Sean Murphy, number 30, just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. You see, I'm looking here and it's got, um, what's wrong with my listing? Doesn't have him at 30 on fan. It's got Corey Seager at 30 on mine. Or is yours yeah. not both leagues? You're only doing American yes. League, right? No, I'm doing both leagues. Okay. Total War, yeah. Sean Murphy. I've got Murphy at, at I've got him at 24. Oh, but I limited I made plate appearances lower. Yeah. Interesting. I did I just I just have uh but no one in here has got low paid appearances. I don't know. I've got uh I've got Sean Murphy at 5.1, Adley Rushman at 5.3 and yeah. Julio Rodriguez at 5.3 as well. So Steve yeah, Kwan, no, I've got, said, I've got all of them, but I've got them at 22, 23, and 24. Oh, your plate appearances must not be the same as what mine were. Oh, mine's not uh, showing pitcher data. That's what it is. Oh, Even though I clicked good. all. Oh. Stephen Kwan, though, 4.4, which is, you know, four-win season is nothing to sneeze at. It's just he faced tough competition. He is clearly the third-best rookie this year. He Adley Rushman provided a ton of value because he was a good defensive catcher and a good hitting catcher at that. Louis Rodriguez obviously put up. Um, great defensive value in center field. And he also had the counting stats. You know, he had the 28 home runs, 25 steals. I will say, how about this? I actually thought that Stephen Kwan wouldn't finish in the top three. I yeah. thought that the writers would go with Bobby Witt because Bobby Witt had the, 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 name, 20, the, hype. the name, the hype. He had the, the counting stats, even though the rate the rates weren't good. Yeah, and the defense um, wasn't thought, good. Yeah, I, I thought for sure writers would – give him the nod because of the counting stats, whereas Quan only had six homers and 19 steals, but kudos to that. At least they'll finish top three. And and you brought this up before we, rec- we started going uh, recording that Cleveland will not get a draft pick for, for this because the, the stupidest, this might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I hated it from the start. It's so arbitrary. Yeah. Interrupted, uh, interruption. I should start a little clicker. That's two. Well, we're going to do a jar. We're just going to put money in there every time. Um, yeah, so if, if you had to you had to finish you had to be on what baseball America or pipelines top hundred or prospects. ESPN I believe I think it was three it was like baseball America ESPN uh, which is just Kylie or, or MLB yeah so you had three lists you had to have made two of them the only list Stephen Kwan made was I believe FanGraphs he might have been close on he might have made Keith Laws Keith Law did like him quite a bit. Um, but which is a shame. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered if you didn't figure still at ESPN because they probably wouldn't have been like not as a knock on law, but like if law was at ESPN, they may not have counted that list and they might have counted fan graphs. I feel like they counted basically Kylie as an individual, and then that's all uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, you know, because he's he's been listen. I replaced Kylie at at um Scout, and it was funny to go in 
to look at the comp page, like who we were giving free accounts to, because you had the ability to do that was basically like, hey, uh, I can give free accounts to people. And, and, you know, you'd give it to a scout or an agent or something like that, and maybe someone or someone who's writing for you. But I mean, it was Brian Cashman. It was all the head scouts of the Yankees. It was all of these inside names in baseball who he had comped and given free. But it's also funny to think like Brian, Brian Cashman can't pay for his own account. Yeah, it was like uh, $8 a month back then, right? <laughs> Something. It was not, you know, it was not that uh, that crazy. But yeah, it was kind of funny to see. But that's, you know, he's he's been well-known. He's respected. He's great at what he does. I'm not like, uh, I don't want anyone to like come back on me. You know, it's he is fantastic. He's one of the people I, I love to read. But yeah, it's essentially they went Kylie, uh, their own site, and then Baseball America, which is an institution at this point. And I love the dudes there. They have a really great staff. Um, of, and you know, I throw dudes out. I know, I, am, I don't know if Emily's full time. Uh, Walden, who's done a lot of great work, does you know, boots on the ground stuff, who's occasionally there. Um, but Carlos has always been one of the kindest people in this industry to me, so I, I understand and why they went with those. And listen, it's an impossible job, like uh, you can't at Scout anybody. Taylor and I, t- Taylor and I did it one year, and the top 100 was tough, and then I was doing the top 11. And my whole rule was like the 11th guy was just someone I found interesting, not necessarily the 11th best player, but someone who stood out statistically. Uh, so I apologize. <clears throat> I'm just saying it's an impossible job. It's hard to do. I don't blame anyone who, you know, missed on Stephen Kwan, especially after one year of data you know, mm-hmm. pushing it. But yeah, it's I hate that rule. Yeah, it's stupid. It, it's really stupid. But hey, the Mariners will not get a pick for that. And uh, the Orioles will get a pick. No, the Orioles won't because he was not up from day one. But I think he so- was hurt. Right. Wasn't he on the DL to start the year? So I think he will qualify Baltimore for a pick. Yeah, I guess I can't I can't say for sure. I think I, think, I feel I think he I, went down after that. I think he went down even after he came back. I, I feel like someone corrected me on this. That's the only reason I want to say that they are getting a pick is because I said the same thing online. And then someone's like, no, actually, it's the only reason he wasn't up was because of injury. Does that still it, count, though? Yes, because. um you know, he only played 20 games in the minors this year. So he, you know, it'll be a full, he'll get a full season of, um, of stuff. And it was just like kind of his, um, rehab time is essentially after his injury. So I think, I think the Orioles are still getting a pick. I could be wrong though. Let's be honest. Uh, but before anyone gets mad, I think the big thing to say is like Quan had a year for the ages, just he had a year for the ages in a year for the ages, which is unfortunate for him. But, yeah, I'm glad he got top three. I, I think there's a clear top five. I don't even think Witt should be in it. Um, I know this is, I think, Pena and Kirby, uh, George Kirby in Seattle, and uh, Jeremy Pena should be the the other guys. But it's such a good list. It's such a good year for rookies. I mean, Oscar Gonzalez is, I think, top 10 in war amongst rookies in general, too. So um, it wasn't all Quan. Well, they had a lot of them, so they had to have you know a couple make the list. I okay, don't I mean, think I don't think Rutschman is going to be eligible. I'm looking right now, and it says they option him to AAA on, on April 8th, and then April 26th he got sent to rehab. So not actual rehab, but uh, a rehab assignment. Yeah, well, like I said, we'll have to see. I am I am not 100 percent sure on that one at all. But uh, yeah, it's and like I said, consider yourselves. We should consider ourselves very lucky because just you want to see the other side of it. Go look at Detroit where, you know, Stephen Kwan had the year Riley Green was supposed to have. Spencer Torkelson was supposed to be the bopper in the middle of the lineup. 
Eduardo Rodriguez was going to solidify the staff. Baez was going to be the shortstop of the now and the future. And like, I don't think more went wrong for any team this year in the Tigers. So uh, I really liked that Tigers team too. But for Cleveland, you know, it is a situation that things went well. It, it was a nice thing. And Stephen Kwan, like I said, many other years he'd be up there. It was just, it was such a fun rookie year. And Stephen Kwan had a fantastic season. Uh, he may not win rookie of the year, but he, he's rookie of the year in my heart. Does that count for anything to anyone? Um, you know, make sure to hit us up. Let us know your overall thoughts. How can, if you, if you think really that Stephen Kwan was rookie of the year, explain it to me. Cause how does the guy who hit all the homers and played the harder position, not get the award? Um, batting average alone does not a rookie of the year make. We're going to take our break here, come back and talk about some of the players that were cut loose today that are going to get attention and make, you know, already seeing people generate headlines on today's Locked On Guardians. So uh, let me just start off with this. I already seen some people talk about Miguel Sano. Uh, He's an interesting player from the perspective as I remember when he was a big name prospect and, you know, he's here. I went and I looked and his splits data is great. Like he hits lefties and righties almost equally. Uh, 115 runs created plus against both for his career, but there's health issues. He's hitting age 30. His strikeout rate is the antithesis of everything Cleveland goes for uh yeah the power would be nice the right handedness would be nice but he's also just an absolute butcher with no defensive position i don't see a pathway so he's a dh and the dh only types just don't fit so miguel sano yes he was one of the more talked about names today but i think he is one of the least likely players to even consider for cleveland i i have no comment there's just not a world that makes any sense for cleveland to be signing Miguel Sano. Unless it's like a minor league deal. If it's like a minor league deal, then yeah, all right, have at it. But uh, yeah, there's no... He, but here's the thing. He is essentially what you hope John Kenzie Noel becomes, correct? Yeah. If if John Kenzie Noel or, becomes Miguel Sano, that's a good outcome, right? Yeah, I mean, the guy I was thinking about is like when I was kind of looking at this in my head, I'm like, <laughs> excuse me, or Nolan Jones. Like a, a left-handed version. Like that's mm-hmm. isn't it a similar Nolan Jones profile? I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's because no, that's the thing I was no thinking. Miguel Sano. No, I looked at Miguel Sano and I was like, why wouldn't you just try Jones if you're gonna go? For, I, I understand right-handedness, right? That's that's the thing. And and uh, but there's no security. His performance has been there, but it was it was rather massive surgery to miss the entire year as he enters age 30 as a player who's already kind of had issues staying in shape. So that would scare me. What names stood out to you? I mean, I for for, for Cleveland or just in general? Uh, in general. Um, I don't think any of them really stood out. Like, I think they're all pretty much expected, right? I mean, Rizzo, Gene Segura was going to go because Philadelphia is going to be hot for bigger fish at shortstop or second base. Um, I don't know, Paxton. I thought the Red Sox would bring Paxton back. I guess that's that was an interesting one. Um, I'm just going through the list here. Juan Segura was interesting to me. Like I thought Philly, who already has some like up the middle needs. 
Would. Zach Eflin at fifteen million dollars. Uh, I would. I don't know. I think I would have picked that up. He. I know he had yeah. a. He was having a good year before he got hurt and he came back as a reliever. That's fifteen million dollars for one year for Zach Eflin. I would. I would I don't know. And he's had some really good. Like he's maybe the most underrelated. Underrelated. That's not a word. Underrated starter in baseball. Like he's good for two war almost every single year and low walk, high strikeout. Yeah. Uh, I saw people say that jerks of Profar is still an interesting free agent option, not even after Cleveland, but just that teams will be interested. And I'm like, that's kind of crazy because his numbers haven't been good. Uh, Robert Suarez, I don't know. He was probably one of the Padres most valuable relievers until yeah. you know Bryce Harper got him. But uh, I don't know. That's an interesting one for sure. He should get some nice money on the, on the free agent market. Yeah, which is not bad for a guy who he came over last year, right? It wasn't he one of those players who came. Yeah, yeah. Um, You were talking about Miguel Sano, and I did see some people ask about Will Myers for Cleveland, and I gotta say, same story. Not interested in Will Myers. Doesn't make sense. They need someone who can actually play some positions in the field. Yeah, he's a Um, D. He can't play the outfield. And here's the thing too about this whole thing with with finding a right-handed caddy for um, Naylor at first base. That's fine. But I don't think it's a guy that should be a first base DH. I think they need to find someone who can play, unless you're getting like a Christian Walker, who we've talked about, unless you're getting Christian Walker, I think the guy needs to be somebody who can play multiple positions. Yeah. Essentially need to be what Owen Miller was supposed to be a guy who can play, Every infield spot, maybe not short, but yeah, it's either Christian Walker because you know Gold Glove, and he's easily the best option I think uh, among trade targets. If Arizona is even interested, or you got to find somebody who is not tied to first base, which Will Myers is. Yeah, you know I, yeah he's. I don't think he makes much sense. I don't think he's ever made much sense. But I I think it is kind of interesting as we were talking about some of these guys that like the Phillies of all teams kind of went out and started declining guys. I mean, they, they did the no brainer on Nola and then are now immediately cutting uh salary. Uh, I'll be curious to see the one thing I'll say about letting Juan Segura go is I want to, I just want to go back to this because it is a little bit weird, but makes one wonder if they're going to be active in the shortstop market. Like if that is the clear sign that like, okay, they're going to go for one of the, you know, a Trey, a Turner or a, uh, Xander Bogarts or Carlos Correa. Uh, I'll be kind of curious to see uh, which one they go for. I was trying to think which one uh, Dombrowski has, has ties to. Correct. Uh, Bogarts from from Boston. Boston, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I I think I think the Phillies will go after Trey Turner. I think they want someone yeah. who can um, play second and short next to Bryce and Stott. So. No, that's I will what I, say I from, well. from from Cleveland's perspective, we talked about this before we started recording. The guy that's most interesting out there, I think, is Tommy um, Pham, so he can run the uh, the fantasy leagues. Yes, Tommy Pham seems like a very very Cleveland type fit. No, uh, well, you mentioned I'll let you mention your guy, but um, Andrew Chafin uh, opted out of his deal, and look, Cleveland has not paid okay they signed brian shaw it doesn't count but um they have not gone after a real like free agent reliever that that um is beyond 
what Brian Shaw was this year since Boone Logan in 2017. And that ended up horribly. This team's not spending money on a free agent reliever. Let's just be honest. They're not, if they go out and find a reliever, it's going to be through a trade. I don't know who, but I just want to point out to uh, uh, Elf, Elf, uh, Elflin, uh, he declined his own option. So we, we had that one slightly off. He made the choice to, to opt out himself. So it was not them uh, declining there. Uh, I can't, who was I talking about before then? I'm completely blanking on now. Oh, the guy, uh, you want me to just say the name? I was going to let yeah, you do it. Mash, Mash, Mash oh yeah. I've liked Matt Strom for a while. I didn't realize it was a, he was a decline. He's for some reason didn't pop up. Uh, listen, well, he's, not I, a decline. he's just a free agent. Free agent. Yeah. Um, listen, the Phillies and the Padres are about the worst places in terms of pitcher development. And I've liked him since his Royals days. And I think I said the wrong teams. I meant to say the Royals and the Padres. And it was only 0.3 war. You know, he's a lefty. He can be kind of a long guy. He misses some bats. Walk rate was a little higher this year with Boston. I just, you know, he's 31. I don't know if I necessarily want to race out and get him, but he's one of those guys that if he sits around and he's going to be, listen, he got a, a $3 million contract last year. I'd much rather give him 3 million than Brian Shaw, 4 million plus, which is how that worked out. So, uh, that's where I'm kind of looking. Should we talk very quickly about the Otani news? Yeah, sure. Um, so the Perry, is it Minasan? Is that how you say it? Minasan? He came uh, out and said my... today that... Oh, Go ahead. okay. Either way. The, the, the Angels GM came out today and said that they were not trading Shoya Otani this offseason, to which Anthony Cashman's had a great joke that said, oh, that's weird. They're going to wait till spring training to trade him. But... Uh, I don't necessarily they, – they would be stupid to trade him, but I don't think that necessarily means they're not going to trade him. I uh, – yeah, I um, – sorry, I just got distracted by something. I don't think they're going to trade him just because they're trying to sell the team. And I think he's hoping to sell the team in this calendar year, and you trade him, that's going to affect team value. I don't think they're looking to trade any asset who's going to make them uh, go down when you're trying to sell off a team. Uh, having said that, I, you know, let's save the Super 2 talk for tomorrow and just try to keep this one in line with uh, with length. You know, we don't need to go super long. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's listening. Leaving reviews, remember to subscribe on the YouTube. Uh, do you have any more final comments before I uh, take this one fully into bed? Nope. Go okay. Guardians. Yeah. Go, go, Guardians, go.